Welcome to the She Builds Show. I'm your host, Stephanie Olson, a licensed general contractor who builds new construction, renovates, and designs your vision. Today, more than ever, we need raw, authentic women who are willing to rise above society's norms, break those glass ceilings, and encourage each other to boldly build the life we were meant to live. So honey, what are you building? Well, welcome to the She Build Show. We have Eric and Megan Hammond. Thanks. We're happy to be here. Excited for it. Absolutely. You guys are, they just told me that they're in the process of moving, but tell me kind of like what your purpose, your mission, a little bit of like what you guys are about. I know I don't want to spoil the book that you guys have written and what you've done. So just maybe kind of introduce yourselves and tell us what is important to you. My name's Megan. I am a mom of three girls, six, eight, and 12. And up here in Washington right now, we homeschool our girls. And so we're busy with that. I think a little bit about why we started this was, you know, it kind of went back to COVID when everything, you know, shut down and everyone's lives were turned upside down. And it just got super stressful in a lot of areas and for a lot of people. And we kind of had to come up with, I don't know, new ways of doing things and, you know, homeschool and how to deal with that while trying to still be, you know, sane and happy and (laughs) everything else. I think a lot of it came from just learning how to take time for ourselves and, well, you know, speaking for myself, taking time for myself while trying to keep everything together and homeschool and life. And that's kind of what got us to where we are today. And like you said, the the book that we wrote and everything like that. So that's kind of, I don't know, my purpose is just letting women know like, yeah, you know, you wear many different hats, but always remember to take time for yourself. And tell the audience the name of your book. It's the Happy Mom Handbook. So we wanted to kind of make it more of a reference point than it is a novel. Obviously, there's a lot of stories in there and you can read it front to back, but it's kind of more of a hey, here's what I'm stuck with today. Let me kind of work through some stuff and read this and open up some things in my life that maybe I haven't thought about before. So it is a handbook. It is a tool. You know, you can probably reference over and over. One thing I've realized is you read books over and over, you'll realize they kind of speak to you in a different way. And so that's kind of why we gave it that title. I love it. It's actually like a really important topic to me, you know, currently in my life, there's been a lot of stress and a lot of hard things. (laughs) And I'm just curious, like, what prompted you to be, you know, feeling like, you know, you're in a place where you could help other people with maybe the journey or the information that you gathered, like what made you want to either create it or share it? And like, what types of things would, you know, if they were, if somebody was going to read the book, what types of things would they find in there? You know, that maybe, cause I'm sure it has a lot to do with your personal life and what you've been through and what works for you. And either probably from failing and not doing it well, and then trying to figure out and doing it well. So what prompted that? I think Megan's going to jump in here, but let me just back up for a second. Megan mentioned homeschool. We weren't like, let's have kids and do homeschool. Like that was not on our agenda. Not at all. (laughs) Never. It was, we were in the middle of building our house in California and we started like three months before COVID came in. And our contractor's like, you got to leave the house because we literally tore it down to the studs. Like you could see through the house, like the wind would blow. There was no roof, anything. And so they're like, you got to leave this house. 
we have a travel trailer like oh this will be great like we'll travel around and go on all these camping trips and just make it fun the girls will be in school all day so it's not going to be tight like yeah, yeah. we can survive for yeah. a few months and yeah. then like a week after we moved in they're like okay COVID hit and everything shut down like nobody was making doors nobody was shipping drywall or tile or any of this stuff and so we literally had to just like lock down and they're like school's like here's your kids good luck right <laughs> like you guys have been through this before and so I think that's what Megan's like we just got this thrown into our lap and so many people that we talked to or moms that Megan had known are like how are you guys dealing with this and what are you guys doing to deal with you know are you just sitting in front of Netflix all day or hoping that they figure it out or like, how are you doing this? And so I think just kind of trial and error, is, as Megan will probably talk about, is just figuring this out and having people come to us and say, how can you help us? And it just, it felt great to kind of come up with solutions with them and work through a lot of these challenges with them. Cool. That's awesome. I think that's kind of where it starts. Like, I'm, I do a lot better when I know what's going on and I know what I'm doing and I have a schedule. And so that time of life was it was super stressful for me just because I couldn't control any of it and like schooling was you know as hard as the teachers were trying you know this was hard for them and they were doing all that they could with the resources that they had and it was just stressful and I had a really hard time in that time of life because that everything was so out of my control I'm the one who will figure out how to get something done. Like if I don't like how it's going or I don't have control of the situation, I'll figure out how to get control of that situation so that I can make a plan, make a schedule, and then life just does a lot better. And my girls are like that. Like they they thrive on schedules. And so like life for everyone was just kind of crazy. And so we just with our personalities and all of his classes and coaching stuff that he's had over, you know, the last 20 years, like we kind of put all of that together and tried different things, bits and pieces. Yeah, of course we failed a ton. And I mean, we're still failing at a lot of things and we just keep trying new things. And we, like Eric said, we had a lot of people or a lot of friends and stuff say, what are you doing for this? Or how are you doing that? Like maybe we looked like we had it more put together than some people. <laughs> Even though like on the outside, yeah, the outside it looked like it, but I'm like, you have no idea. Like yeah. we're living in a travel trailer and we have a you know porta potty in our front yard and it's just a yeah. disaster. But I'm glad they thought that we looked like we had some of our stuff together. <laughs> and so I think a lot of it for us is just it was a lot of trial and error and things that we've learned over the years. And so being able to help people that our friends that were coming to us. And I did have a few people be like, you know, you should, you should really just write a book about this because like, it'd be interesting to have. And that's kind of what got our thought process started kind of like, you know, like a handbook and hey, I'm having a problem with this. Well, go here and read this. Like he said, it's not a novel. It's just kind of like how yeah. to get through certain things. What do you think is like the top three, like most important things that you share in the handbook? Like what's Megan, most important to you? Megan touched on the first one, really just taking time for yourself. I think, you know, a lot of time people just give that up, right? They're, they're like, the more busy people get, the more stuff that comes up, they just kind of punt themselves and take care of everybody else and their family. And a lot of those awesome moms and dads out there do that. 
And so if you can take time and and we use the analogy, like when you're on the airplane, right? They talk about the oxygen mask coming down. It doesn't say help everybody else out first. It doesn't say put your neighbor's mask on. It says put yours on, save yourself first, and then you can help other people. And so when you start taking care of yourself first and prioritizing your life and your needs, not that you're the only one that matters, obviously, but you have to make sure that you're okay to help everybody else out in their life as well. And so we talk a lot about that, just self-care, self-love, you know, making sure that you have the time to get done the things in your life that are important to you, whether it's, you know, going to get a pedicure for the day or a massage or just like shutting the door and just saying, I need 10 minutes, you know, I need, I just need to do my own thing for a moment. Just go do something else. I'll be right with you, but this is what I need to do. And so I think self-care is probably a big one. What would be another one for you? I think one that we talk quite a bit about is schedules and prioritizing what's important. I used to be the one who would like have, you know, the 20 to-do list that nothing, like maybe three things got done, you know, because other things would always come up. And for me, it was super frustrating because I'd look at my list and I'd be like, huh, I only did like three things today. Like that was kind of a waste. I don't know. I just wasn't like, well, that was an awesome day. Then I heard on a podcast a while ago and, and it spoke to me like, choose three things, do the three things, the most that have to get done. Like, you know, and so I have those three things working out is one of them. Like I need to work out every day. If I don't, my, and my girls can even vouch for this. Like, they'll be like, you didn't work out today. I'm like, no, I didn't. So you better, better watch out. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be a little stressful today. And so like, everyone knows that I need to work out. So it's great because they can let me do that. Even if it's like 20 minutes and I can just, you know, go for a quick walk or most of the time we work out together just because I need someone to like push me to do it. And so like, that's one of the main things like for me. And then I have two other, you know, things that I need to get done that day. And so I think just like prioritizing and scheduling and figuring out how that works best for you. But instead of just like flying by the seat of your pants every day, I have found, and I know a lot of people it's super helpful to have that instead of just like, well, we're just going to see like what today brings and right, go from right. there. So that's another one that's big for me just because my life runs a lot smoother. If yeah, having I, a top priority organized. and not, yeah. And being organized. What did, so obviously school went back in session. What was the like deciding factor to continue? Cause you know, our family homeschooled, I think everybody homeschooled during COVID. <laughs> we actually like left the school and homeschool. I like created a program and homeschooled, homeschooled. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I loved it. I, I went to school to be a teacher and like, I was like, this is my jam. Like I loved it. <laughs> well, you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, let's bake some bread and let's, you know, let's do homeschool. What was the decision for you guys to continue on that path? Because I'm guessing they were in school, obviously, before COVID. And why did you guys continue, you know, homeschool? And was there opposition with your kids? Actually, surprisingly, no, there was not. There was no kickback. Each year we have a little, you know, meeting like, hey, it's that time of year again to decide what we want to do. Are you guys still good with homeschool? Do you still enjoy it? Are you still learning? Is it working out for everyone? And, you know, we do the pros and the cons. And my older one, she was in third grade when COVID hit. And the other two, you know, were kindergarten and not in school. They don't 
know really how school, you know, real school works, but I lay it out. I'm like, here's, you know, if you did go to school, like here's your schedule and how it would be and stuff like that. And so they do, you know, each year it's like, yeah, I still want to do that. I think for us, it was the scheduling we liked and being able to, you know, to be in charge of their learning and being able to focus more on their strengths in, you know, learning and pulling that in to help them be more excited about, you know, different things. And, you know, it's just worked well, like they've enjoyed it. They academically do really well on the one-on-one or, you know, if it's, if I'm working with two of them at the same time. So yeah. Do you there's... have a specific like homeschool program that you use or are you part of like a, a homeschool program where you live? What's the details of that? Yeah. So we're a part of a charter school who has like an in-person, a flex system and then actual homeschool. And so we're, yeah, we're a part of the charter school homeschool, which is great because we have a teacher that's over us who, if I do have questions or I'm stuck with something or we need help with, you know, tutoring or whatnot, I can reach yeah. out to her. And that's awesome. I'm very fortunate that we have that opportunity. And so I do have like, I'm very eclectic, I think, in our curriculum. We're not just like one-stop shop. It's like, we'll use this and we'll use this and we'll do that. I think it's like the years go on, you kind of go, okay, well, this like hole needs to be filled and this program really fits that. That's kind of what it seems like that from the moms that had been Mm -hmm. homeschooling a long time, that they really just like a teacher does, they build their curriculum over the years going, okay, I like this better. I don't, I didn't like that. Or the kids didn't like that. Yeah, Um, exactly. And it's worked and it's fun too, because you can see what they're interested in and kind of go further down those rabbit holes with them. I remember when I was in school, you'd finally find a subject that you're into. And then the next week it was, well, we got to move on to this one because that's now we're doing history. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 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 What is your, I'm just curious kind of like what your day looks like with the kids. Cause like when we were doing homeschool, it's really like just school doesn't take that long. Like we, you no. know, it's, it's not a nine hour day of mm-hmm. like schoolwork. So I'm just curious kind of like, because you're a scheduler, what your day looks like. <laughs> <laughs> the girls were just writing out their weekly schedule yesterday. And we, you know, we bought my two older ones, like a, a planner that's, time blocked out, I think every 30 minutes so that they can start learning how to do that because they both are like, Hey, it's 1030. What should I be doing? And I'm like, you're old enough to be writing your own schedule and following it. So it's great. So we, I mean, we get up at seven and work out, start working out by like seven twenty, seven thirty, usually till what, eight fifteen, eight thirty. right now, since we're at my parents' farm, we have farm chores that we have to do in the morning, which some days can be really quick. Other days, it could be like an hour of feeding and cleaning or taking care of an animal that's, you know, has something that needs to be taken care of. We usually start school by like between nine and 10. And then I work with my youngest till I say like 1130, but it usually ends up like noon. So from like 10 to noon, I'm working with her doing her math and reading and just other little things while helping with random questions and stuff like that. And the other two are doing their 
morning work, the stuff that they can do on their own. Yeah, hybrid classes too. Yeah, yeah, they do online science classes through this outschool.com. It's a online platform with thousands of classes you can take just with teachers from all over the place. I mean, we've taken karate on there during COVID, which was interesting. Awesome. We've done some cooking classes, science, social study, art. And so they, I have no desire to do science with them and I'm not exciting and fun to do it. I enjoy it, but I'm not one to teach it. And so we've found some teachers on there that are amazing. One of them does social studies on there once a week. And then my oldest has a math through the charter school that she does. So she has a teacher that she's accountable to for math, which is awesome because that takes it off me. And so we're probably done like around two or three with all of our school stuff and piano. We kind of wrap that in where they have their half an hour, 45 minutes of piano practice. So my older two, they can do a lot on their own. After lunch, I do math and reading with my middle daughter. That's usually an hour, maybe hour and a half. Mm -hmm. And then anything else that I have to do with my older one, usually we're doing social studies this year together. And so we usually spend like half an hour on that, maybe three times a week. So yeah, we're probably done around two, three, maybe 3.30 at the latest on some days if it was just kind of a crazy day. So yeah. I love it. And are you guys, are you, are either of you working or is this your, you know, kind of like, what's your, you know, other balancing things that you guys have going on in your life? We've both worked together on and off over the last 17 years of our marriage, quite a bit. Lots of different things. We've been in real estate, full-time real estate agents. We've flipped houses. We have rental properties. I've coached real estate agents before. We have a marketing company that helps generate leads for small businesses. Our daughters and I started an Etsy business about two years ago. So we sell stuff on Etsy, just, yeah, a whole handful of different things. So it's, it's fun because it's, it's fluid and it's just different every day. And yeah. So That's awesome. awesome. do you guys still do real estate stuff? We do. I mean, we sell on rental properties and I still consult with real estate agents. I don't sell full-time anymore. We sold our team about five years ago and I just got kind of burned out of doing the everyday realtor uh, gig. That <laughs> gets kind of tearing. What we're- agency were you with? Uh, Keller Williams. Yeah. Okay. Down in Carlsbad. Cool. I'm a, I'm a KW agent. Also. Oh, are you? I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good, but I do understand the burnout for sure. Yeah. We were selling 250 homes a year, you know, oh seven gosh. days a week. It was just a lot. Like we would remodel probably 70% of the homes that we worked on. So it was just always something going on all the time. And after five, six plus years of doing that, I just like, okay, something's got to change. Cause I'm missing life with family and we don't yeah. ever get to go anywhere. And it's just something had to change. So we just tell me about that decision. I'm just curious as to like what, you know, like why people make decisions. I, I guess I'm just, I, I'm on this topic because for me, for my own personal life, for my husband, we, you know, we're going through that like rub of like, why the hell is everybody just chasing <laughs> this invisible Thing. Like, and I heard um, Brene Brown, I'm listening to her book, The Gifts of Imperfection. I don't know if you've mm. read that book, but it's phenomenal. Know. And she's like, everyone's self-worth is equal to their net worth. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And how we, I like, guess, a culture as a generation or whatever, just think that like, if like our net worth is big enough, high enough, if we have enough rental properties, if we have enough passive income, like all of this stuff, like, and then we forget that 
like we need to live <laughs> and yeah. be with our family and like create and you know actually be these humans that are connected to the people in our families and I think it's a scary and courageous decision to stop doing something that actually from the outside world gives you value. Yeah. You're definitely looked at differently when you say you work from home and you hang out with your kids a lot versus I'm at the office 24 seven grinding it out. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And like, why is that? Like, it's so not accepted and judged, but it's like, actually, I think a lot of people that are judging, you know, maybe you guys from that perspective, maybe they have it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, cause y'all are raising some pretty cool kids, I bet. Yeah. So I came from a family, my dad worked at the same job for 47 years and he had a successful career. He ended up kind of being forced into retirement because the younger part of the company is like, we want all the old guys out mm-hmm. and we need to like have some young blood in here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he was like, get a job, stick with it, work every day. That's your thing. And so when I got out of college, I was like, I got to find that job that I'm willing to do for the next 50 years. And it sucked, you know, and I looked at my life back then. I was like, hey, I'm making good money, but is this what I want to do? I kept reading all these other books about real estate and house flipping and just other things that I was interested in. And Megan kept saying like, why don't you try this and try that? And I was like, I was just tired of him just being like, what if just, yeah, like I knew he was unhappy where at his job and all the books he was reading and all the classes he was taking. And I was like, just do it. Like, holy cow, you are driving me crazy. Just do it. It was a little bit of like analysis paralysis. Yeah. (laughs) I I just, you know, the burn the hand thing, like you get nervous about a new situation. What's going to happen? Absolutely. So so this is like 08 and I won't, I mean, there's a whole long story. I won't get into all this, but we were trying to get into house flipping I ended up getting laid off my full-time job back in 09 when the economy crashed back then. It was like the best thing that could ever happen. Like such a good job that I was in, but I would have never left had I not been one of 527 See, like all those people out there that think that getting fired or not like and losing something in your life, like he just said it was the best thing that happened to him. And I guarantee in that moment, that is not what you thought. No. No. How many days did (laughs) I cry at night? Like what's wrong with me? (laughs) But like, you could have never seen that there would ever be anything outside of that. And like things happen in our life to pull us back, I think, to the center of who we really want to be. And sometimes they're tragic and sometimes they really suck. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it did. You know, and and trying to find a job when everybody in that industry has been laid off is impossible. And I literally went nine months with no work. And I just it was it was so hard on me emotionally, physically, like just I didn't know what to do, you know, and. Luckily, Megan's super supportive and we came together and figured things out. And that's when we decided, look, I don't ever want to count on somebody else giving me a paycheck every week. Like I got to figure out how to make my own dollar. And it just opened my eyes and it gave me so much confidence in in doing what I can do. And so basically for the last 15 years, we've been on our own and it's been awesome ever since then. And there has been moments where I've realized I do get too carried away in work and do spend too much time doing that thing. And I realized like when you look at YouTube and Instagram, it's either... I work 24 seven. Well, maybe it's like 80 and whatever, you know, like how many hours of daily work or else they travel and they don't work at all. Like there's this like weird, like, yeah, where's the middle ground? (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. So I don't know. But anyway, but then I realized like my dad and I didn't have the greatest relationship growing up. You know, he was gone all the time. He worked his butt off and gave us a ton like of opportunities and just like, you know, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, um, financially. Yeah, and support. Like, I mean, I wasn't driving like awesome cars or anything. Like, I had a thirty-year-old car when I was in high school or whatever. But Didn't like. We all? Yeah, <laughs> but he taught me to work, which is good. But then I realized, like, we just didn't have a relationship, and I never saw him. Like, he'd take a day off or two once a year, and we'd go, like, on a ski trip or something. But then I wouldn't see him for, like, 50 more weeks, you know? And I didn't want to wow. be that dad. And I had three girls, and I realized, like, being a girl dad is so different, and they need you, and they want to paint your toenails, and they want you to, like, <laughs> cuddle with them, and they want to talk to you about their cats and all that kind of stuff. And so, I realized like I want to be there with them and I want to do things with them. And that's when we started a business with them. And that's when I've started talking to them about books that I'm reading and talking to them about coaching and just involving them in my life in a way that maybe most parents don't. And I think that's when homeschool started like making sense because we could do things together. You know, like the Zetsy business we do together. We pack boxes together. We market together. We go to the store and buy stuff together. They've come to conferences with me and, and it's just fun to like involve the whole family in this rather than just me being the guy who goes to work to bring home for everybody else. And, right. How much more impact yeah. you're giving on them. I love yeah. that like this, like the ability for us at, at this time of our lives for like you to be able to do something like that and like be able to raise, you know, both of you be able to raise your girls in that fashion and have it be okay. You know, like yeah. where like your dad, if your dad ha even had that desire in his heart to do that, like he would never be like, it would never be okay. No, you know, now, like, and like... I'm sure he probably did. Like everybody does where they're just like, this is the trueness of who I am, but everything else tells me I can't do that. Or it's so buried. You have, you can't even listen to it. So like, I just think it's amazing to meet people that aren't afraid to like step into who they really want to be. And that it, it doesn't look like how everybody else thinks it should look. And you probably, I'm sure Thanks. people say stuff, yeah. but <laughs> it's like, you get to just be who you are. And like, when you get to raise your kids in a way where you're pouring into them, I feel like there's nothing more satisfying than like your children learning how to run a business or creating something and seeing it come to fruition. Those are things that they would have never experienced, you know, had you guys yeah. just went to work every single day. So I think that's so yeah. cool. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's the punchline of our book. Like, just be happy. Like you don't have to fit into the cog of life that everybody maybe has set up around you. Like be who you are, find what makes you happy and live that life. And don't worry about the judgment or how people are going to look at you. Or maybe you didn't make a hundred million dollars in your life. Like make what you need to do to be happy in life and have the needs that you have met. Wake up and be confident in who you are. In the book that I was just telling you about with Brene Brown, she lists 10 pillars Number seven was like play and rest. And she said to make a, a joy and meaning list for your family. So like, what are the things that bring you joy and meaning to your family? And, you know, she listed things like taking naps, not having an overly scheduled children with their extracurricular activities, you know, cooking together, just having time to play or, you know, like, and they made these list of all these things that make up what mean, brings joy and meaning to their life. And then they compared it to the list that shows what all of the goals and accomplishments and material things that they wanted. We want the bigger house. We want the, you know, the boat, we want the thing and wherever. And both of them, they just don't align. And that 
they actually dropped off all of the things from their like goals and accomplishment list and just focused on the joy and meaning list. And it sounds like that's kind of like what you, I don't know if that's like aligns with what you guys are like, not saying that like we can't be successful or do things in our life, but it's not everything. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know if you're familiar with Gary V talks about that too. You know, people drive a car they can't afford. They live in a house they can't afford. They travel to places they can't afford. So then they work a job to support these things that they don't love. And so it's like this circle of like misery because you're, yeah. But if you just found out the things that actually make you excited in life and happy and realize maybe I don't need all this money to do that thing. But if I wake up and again, you you realize that you accomplish your goals and you're able to do the thing that you want to do, that's when you win. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Where can people find you? I don't know if you still do coaching or like, where can they get your book? I would just love for you to be able to, you know, people to be able to find you access the stuff that you guys have done. Yeah. So when we put our book out there, we're like, obviously we could sell it on Amazon, but Amazon gets enough of our money. So we wanted to give it away for free. And that's why we've been trying to get on all these podcasts with people and talk to your listeners and just share this book with all the moms out there who need it. Cause you don't need to go buy another 10 or $20 book. So we're giving it away for free, which is our gift to your listeners. So they can just go to our website, which is happymomhandbook.com. And I'm sure you'll put it in the show notes. They can check it out, but it's free there. So you can get it. It's an ebook. Check it out. If you want to buy the real thing, it's in print copy on Amazon as well, but check it out. It's a good book that I think will help you kind of open your eyes to some of the things that maybe you've been missing that the world is probably shut out from you. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, we try to post a lot of uplifting, positive, like you can do it content. We'll probably put the link for this as well, but it's uh, JTF coaching. So Awesome. Well, thank you guys. It's been such a pleasure to meet you and to learn about you and your life and happy. I hope moving goes well. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like when does it go well? I don't know. I just hope it it goes swiftly and quickly and, you know, nothing gets broken. (laughs) All right, you guys. Well, thanks so much and have an awesome day. Thank you. You too. You're welcome. Take care. Thanks for joining me today on the She Build Show. My name is Stephanie Olson. My hope is that this episode leaves you feeling empowered and ready to boldly take that step into building the life that you envision, one, two by four at a time. And if you can do me a quick favor, please leave me a five-star review on iTunes. I get giddy over reading the reviews each week, and I will choose one special person to win some SheBuild swag. Make sure you add your name to the review, and I'll reach out if you're the winner. Thanks again for hanging out. Be sure to visit me at thesheBuildShow.com where you can ask me questions and share with me what you're building.